And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast, the only podcast dedicated to the champions elect. I believe with the words coming from the mouth of David Coates in Kent yesterday as he saw Yeovil Town win in Kent on a 3G pitch. Dave, is this accurate or is this just rumour and hearsay? Ole, ole. That was the chant. Ole, ole. Um, I, I'm I'm going to say that there's enough of a caveat in it for me to uh, go there. I think I think it might have been a Watsy creation, that one. So uh, I think he might have done that especially for me. But yeah, I'll go for Champions Elect. I'll, 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 I'll accept that. Although I'm, 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 I'm getting close now to being a full, full-on believer. And he definitely believes, doesn't he? And then I saw his face. He's definitely a believer. Yeah, he's believing. Of course, he is. Just a trace of doubt in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's that's like right at the back there. That's right at the back. Just a trace of doubt in my mind. It's a long podcast title, but it's a goodie. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, (laughs) Ruben Ruben Reed for Exeter after being three 0 up. That's that's the kind of thing that does it to me. Nice. Hello, everybody. Hi, Ben. Hiya. Gong A Fat Choi to anyone who may celebrate huh? Chinese New Year. Yeah. I can I can assure you that London celebrated Chinese New Year. The the entire of China was in Charing Cross Station on Saturday night. There was a lot of people there. Nice. And dragons. For those who established off air, not real dragons, unfortunately. Real firecrackers, but not real dragons. I tell you who wins when it comes to Chinese New Year. Kids. Because they get some serious cash. Cash? Little, cash. Lycee, it's called. Little red envelopes. Married couples, so me and Jen, have to give out Lycee lucky money to all the kids in the family, all the extended family. So it costs me and Jen a fortune. But Ollie's coming home raking it with red envelopes. And Millie. Absolutely loaded, them too. There you go. Well, you can start judging them rent, can't you? I might have to. <laughs> I have to. It's been nice. I do like celebrating Chinese New Year. It's a very cool thing about being married into a an Oriental family. The food and the I was going to say, when's the food going to get mentioned? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? Forget right, the money, one. forget anything. It's the food. It was nice. Yeah. Good times. Not the culture, good. the no. food. Good times had by all, <laughs> including Dave at Tunbridge yesterday. Oh, did Degway. you see that? Did you hear that? That is smooth. That was smooth. That, that is smooth. smooth. Yeah. It was. I will say, I, I, I was there chuntering away about how far it was to get to Tom Bridges' ground. And then I thought, this is what people do when they arrive at Yeovil Junction, isn't it? <laughs> they get on a bus <laughs> and they're like, I have no idea where I am. At least in Tombridge, you're in a, a town centre. Um, well, no, you wouldn't even be if you got to Penn Mill, would you? You'd, um, you'd still be on the edge of town. But um, yeah, the ground is a, a fair old hike. So I did have to catch a bus. Um, 
and as a uh, couple of other uh, Yeovil supporters told me, they saw me as they went past in a taxi and they went, there's Dave. <laughs> and I was gone. <laughs> You're famous, Didn't Dave. Stop. You know that. No, no, these are people who I know. So, um, mm, yeah, I think you're them. famous. No, I don't think I'm famous. I think you're famous. I think it's infamy. I think it's just Clevo trying to, uh, trying, for you? trying to, trying to get me to sing, uh, the song which shall not be named. But I did sing. We've got a song that should not be named now as well, have we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've got a song, we've got a person. Well, you two can, you can, you two can name it. You two can name it. You can you can do whatever you like. I'm I'm not your parents. I'm not giving you lucky money. You you can if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I haven't I've only got unlucky money, I'm afraid. <laughs> but yes, Tom Bridge. Funny little setup. Uh not unpleasant at all. Uh, but has uh, as uh, Tom Bailey or Motyalib as we should call him. Um, will testify also has the world's smallest grandstand, which they were in. I thought it, it was like it can't be a press box because there's like about you know 35 seats in it, but it was just a tiny little box on one side and then a stand on the more like your traditional non league stand on the other side, uh, and then East German Watchtower, uh, as well, which uh, they were filming from, I think. But if there was a machine gun in there, then it had that had that vibe about it. I mean, I didn't go to East Germany during uh, the Second World War. I was um, stationed in the West. <laughs> I was going to say I was uh, <laughs> I was a bit too old for all that, so, uh, so I didn't go. I I heard Ian Randall said about it on the radio and said how they were in a um, yeah, just the the sort of media and the directors all in this like solitary box. Yeah, um, it was. It was quite strange, but yeah, they had a little bar there, a little like clubhouse, and um, doing food outside. So yeah, it was a, and I think they said it was their their biggest crowd. Well, no, no, because he said Maidstone, because it's like just down the road, yeah, yeah, just down the road. So they 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 bought quite a few when they went there, but yeah, they um were singing very uncomplimentary things about uh, anyone who's in Kent, basically about Maidstone, about Dover. Um, yeah, if you watch Tonbridge Fan TV, you will hear all of it with a very amped up uh, uh, leader of the of the Tonbridge Ultras as well. And whatever that guy's on, give me some of it. That's what I say. He's uh, he was non-stop. Credit to him. He didn't seem like he watched much of the football, though. To be fair, I don't did think he? he did. I don't think he did. No, no, no. But he was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, he was in full cry um, for all of it, getting the um, getting the ultras. Average age, 14 and a half uh, going <laughs> behind him, I think. <laughs> yeah. Michael Smith. Who else was in Tunbridge? I don't know who else was in Tunbridge. Michael Smith was in Tunbridge. It's a better segue than mine. Yeah. Was what was yours going to be? Oh, well, no, I just said, I said, <laughs> Michael Smith was there too. <laughs> yeah. I went short, sharp to the point. You you yeah. you built to the crescendo. I like it. And, uh, I mean, both of you are correct. Mm. He was there, um, and um, uh, very pleasantly there as well. So um, we definitely uh, looked a lot more um, balanced within there. Do we need to talk about the person who wasn't there? Because I I went into the uh, the Tombridge Triangle, and my phone signal abandoned me in Tombridge. Um, well, no, my phone signal didn't. Just my ability to connect to anything. 
on my phone uh, abandoned me in Tombridge uh, town centre. I was going to say city centre then. Um, so I missed the news about Ollie Thomas. But go on, tell me what what what's the news about Ollie Thomas? He's injured. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, okay. There's, there, there you <laughs> go. Injured. The, <laughs> injured journalistic for... insight for you folks. This is what you tune in for. Well, you before kickoff, before kickoff, uh, Ian Randall says he's injured after picking up a knock for Bristol City under 21s when they played Sunderland under 21s on Monday. Then after the match, Mark Cooper says he's out for a month with quite a substantial knock. Um, you'd imagine he's come back from a knock as well, isn't he? Same, he has, yeah. And uh, he was our Jake Hyde, Reese Murphy replacement. Um, a hybrid. Do you reckon he's a hybrid of them both? Um, are we might... allowed? Are we allowed to be a little bit upset about this? What is the reason that he's playing for Bristol City under twenty ones on a Monday night away at Sunderland in the Premier League Cup, a game that they lose, that they were probably always going to lose, that was in the scheme of qualification in that kind of tournament was virtually a dead rubber. They had to win that game by a considerable margin and then hope that Sunderland went on and lost against Peterborough, who are rubbish in that same group. Like, who who benefits? If if I were Brian Tidian, I'd probably say we pay his wages, so we do what we want. Yeah, but he's now going to miss a month of football after playing 88 minutes. I agree minutes. with you. I'm not actually Brian Tidian, you know. I know. You know but... that. I know the similarity <laughs> is there's the grey hair that does it, but... So that's my point is he's now he's played 80. I found evidence that he had a shot in the 88th minute. So he's clearly played most, if not all of the game. Some of it with a knock. What's in he a... doing drinking on the pitch? Hey. <laughs> <Right>. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> leave the jokes to me, please. Um, God, that's it. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, you've thrown me off now. I've completely gone. Um, you were ranting about I was. Yeah, you're having a moan. It was a I monologue. Just... I just don't understand. I don't understand why that's had to happen. He was playing for us. Yeah, he was making an impact, but he just joined the team again. So he's coming off the bench, making an impact, was being a nuisance, was getting game time. Murphy and Hyder out. He's going to play a fair bit between now and the end of the season. And they've stuck him in with the kids in a virtual dead rubber in a game they don't need. And now he's going to miss a month of actually playing first-team football. Stuck him in with the kids, 19, 18-year-old Ollie Thomas. <laughs> he is yeah. a kid. But as opposed to the grown-ups, it just it baffles me that that's happened. And it just makes no sense whatsoever. Um, and, I mean, from this point on, it would be a catastrophe if it, if it were to cost us. And I know we've got other players, but just seems so counterproductive. Really does. So the yep. game. Um, <laughs> don't disagree. Yeah. No, don't disagree. Um, and to be fair, I asked you to to talk about it, so I, I deserve that. But uh the other good thing that I, I, I like to see was uh was Jordan Stevens walking towards the dugout in shin pads as well, as opposed to Did he have anything uh, else on or just his shoes? No, he had the full kit and shin pads. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um and now you throw me off as well. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mischievous. Sorry, mischievous this evening, isn't he? <laughs> he is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, 
because then he, he looked far more like he was going to um, play a role, which I'm sure we'll come on to, um, than he did in any of the other times I've seen him on the substitute bench, which is good. So, it's not, it, despite Ben's rant, it's not all doom and gloom. It's, uh, <laughs> we are still 10 points clear uh, in the in the league. But, um, but yes, 3G pitch looked, well, I don't know what you call it, 4G. 3G. Don't know how many Gs, mate? I don't know how many Gs it is, but covered in that little black rubber stuff, but they all are, aren't they? So um, uh, apparently it had been laid the start of last season, the summer before start of last season. So it is a relatively new one. Um, and to be honest with you, I I didn't notice a huge amount of difference in the first 20 minutes. Uh, and then it started raining. <laughs> and then you notice the difference. Um, or you notice the difference in our ability to play on it, I think. Um, and their um their ability to to yeah, to control the ball and uh know where the where the bounce was gonna be and, and all the rest of it. But but yes, but by that point we'd already scored two goals. Made hay quite literally by the sunshine. We did, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, the the sun was there somewhere anyway, behind the clouds, I think. But um but yeah. Uh, but the, the first twenty minutes after uh, we, I don't know, they they had a couple of um opportunities, I think, um early in the early in the game, but uh, all about Dylan Morgan, both goals. I was gonna absolutely, ask absolutely uh sensational. Um, I'm guessing you've seen the highlights or mm. the HP source or both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for, so, I mean, for the first goal, it was literally all about him. Picked it up in the middle of the pitch. I think he beat, it must have been about three or four players. Uh, and they weren't a small side. They had some experience in midfield as well. Sean Shields, who played for a team on the South Coast, which we shall not name. Um, and Scott Wagstaff, who Mark mm. mentioned before, he's a, an experienced pro as well. But he went past them like um, like they weren't even there. Um, so yeah, and then yeah, slide the ball through to uh, to Jordan Young, who on his left foot, obviously, um, did what Jordan Young does. And I think now that makes him our joint top scorer. Mm. I think he's got thirteen now, which is the same as Reese Murphy. So yeah. is that all comps? In all competitions. Because obviously yeah. Reese Murphy's got a lot of FA Cup after that hat trick. Yeah. So actually in terms of league, he's probably clear top. Jordan um, Young had a hat trick as well, didn't he? Somewhere he did. Yeah. yeah. Um I can't remember where it was. On HB Source for that first goal, you see Dylan Morgan. He's almost running at the camera because mm-hmm. he's running at you. And you see he's got such a low center of gravity. He almost gets like quite low down to the ground. It means every touch is so finite it means everything kind of moves really nice and uh sort of smoothly across the ground um and it's just really exciting to see somebody who just turns defense into attack in that manner and i agree with you watching watching the highlights back and watching the footage and what uh, what game is it we watched on the stream recently Mm. slough Slough. he was brilliant in that one wasn't he for that first half when he came on when he was on Yeah. yeah It's that same thing if you just get so low and you've got a choice. You either foul him by properly kicking him or you have to let him go past. And in the end, yeah, that, it's just so nice. It's a perfectly weighted ball too. Really is nice. Really yeah. is nice. It's, um, yeah, class. And a brilliant finish as well yeah, it was from, from Young. I yeah. think yeah. that the the 
gaps getting tighter and tighter as he sort of comes towards goal. The keeper comes out and we've seen him sky a few in those positions and we've seen him try and take it round or do something a bit different. But yeah, just waited and waited and then lovely. Mm, Very nice. It was. Very um, nice. Uh, I say the the thing that surprised me about Morgan, um, and, and probably shouldn't have done, but he is strong because he's not mm. he's not big, isn't he? He's not a, a really he's not tall, but he's um yeah he, he held off some uh, fairly aggressive um not aggressive but but it, it some ch- some challenges to to get in, and I wonder whether he'd mentioned because he did the Thursday press conference, didn't he? And he'd mentioned that he played there and scored there and knew the surface and all of that uh, and he was definitely our standout player in that first um that first 20 minutes but yeah he reminds me a bit of Otis Khan the way he sort of the way his low center of gravity and Otis was quite stocky as well wasn't he and seemed to players sometimes seemed to bounce off of him yeah. um when he was running with the ball I can say that Mark Cooper doesn't have Darren Way's tactical genius of Otis, run! <laughs> That's, yeah, it's got a bit more than that, I think. A bit more, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, one nil up, um, and deservedly so, I'd say. And then fairly quickly after that, I can't remember exactly the minutes of the goal, but but 2 nil up, and um, one off the training ground, I think they call that, don't they? Chris Todd assist. Um, corner one or header. I don't know if you could tell from. I think the HP. No, yeah, the HP source highlights. They show the deflection because it mm, did take quite yeah. a deflection off the defender. Um, I mean, so, one or described it as a little nick in his post-match it, interview. It was not a little nick. No, 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 no. The kid sent the keeper the wrong way. So um, <laughs> unless, yeah. un- un- unless of course it was deflected off a man who was little called Nick. It yes. was not a little nick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, um, it took it took a fairly wakey deflection, but it was it was on target, which as we discovered the other night, it means that is his goal. So um, if Sam Pearson can have his against Slough, then uh, Jake Wannell can have have that one as well. But yeah, I um, uh, I know this won't please you, Ian, but I described his his header as Skiverton esque. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it was goal scoring. I mean, six goals. Obviously, he, he got one later on as well. Six goals for centre half. What 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 were we going on about? Um, Max Hunt last season. Yeah, yeah, seems a long time. It was, ago, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and the and season, the season before. before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's such a difference, isn't it? And if you you chuck in a couple from Morgan Williams, I know they're slightly different. His sort of balls through and and recycled balls that were put into areas, and he's finished off nicely. But you add 10, 15 goals. Amongst your defence, you know, if you chip in one with Michael Smith and you get Jay Folston up to get one maybe before the season's out, things like that, you get 10, 12 extra goals a season. It's it's so important. And yeah, nice, nice to get. He just, they they put someone on Wannell and he was just like knife through butter in the area. Just, just swat him away. Get out of my way. Yeah. And uh, just nice. Yeah, it takes a deflection. It's a massive deflection. We'll never know what would happen off the other side of it if it's not deflected, but you need them occasionally. And yeah, nice. Good. Yeah. And nice that we're a danger from set pieces because we haven't been for years. And yeah. if we if we haven't got well, now, now we know we haven't got we've got Murphy and uh, and Hyde coming off the bench as well. Goals from other places 
which mm. is why it was, I mean, Jordan Young is a reliable stream of goals, isn't he? But the others all came from midfielders and defenders. So we're going to need that, I think, um, particularly as we, as we go through. But yeah. Um, so that was 20 minutes, I think. And then 17, according to your match report. 17 well, minutes gone. Yeah. And then game over then, really, isn't it? Then it started raining. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and to be fair to them, they they didn't they didn't give up. And it was another I was listening to the Tonbridge um commentator on their highlights on, on YouTube. Um and you could tell that this was like the best they played um or one of the best performances they put in this season because he was going um bananas over what they were doing but but they definitely um came at us and very quickly got a um got one back which i think kept their tails up as well and yeah I, I, have you seen that goal because i i couldn't really see it from from where we are and i just read on the um the club uh uh twitter account well it might have been the tombridge one something about a mix up in the defense but it was um it was our michael wasn't it was Michael Smith very uncharacteristic, not been able to clear it. I'll tell you something though, it's a heck of a finish. Yeah, oh, it is. it's a heck of a finish. He hasn't got a lot of goal to aim at. He goes fast and top corner, and he gets all of it. And he's probably got to get all of it. Um, and who is he, Ben? Can you what, what's his name? Yes, correct. Galad. Um, <laughs> Oda Canero, Oda Canero, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Nathan to his friends. Um, yeah, it's a cracking finish. You, you, you'd find it. I find it difficult to begrudge people cracking finishes. I actually think the second one's a really smart finish as well from yeah. Lyons Foster. But yeah, you, you you'd want to be doing more. But he's just he's twenty minutes into his first game back after a little while off. Like that's okay. Two nil up. Like at nil nil, maybe we have a problem with it. But I'm happy to. I'm more than happy to let Michael Smith off. He's kept us in enough games and done enough good this season that you forgive him a, a shanked clearance that pulls off a fantastic strike from a, a, a front man from the other team. Mark Cooper did say he's allowed he's allowed to make mistakes. Michael Smith. Yeah. So yeah. he is human. There you go. He held his hand up, didn't he? So on the highlights. Um so yeah. Yep. I'm sure that won't be uh <clears throat> he, hasn't, he hasn't made many. No he hasn't. <laughs> Um, and then after that, they, they continue to come mm. at us. And um, it's funny because where we were obviously down the other end and um, the view was uh, obstructed, shall we say. So I, I desperately tried to uh, find a location where you could see something without getting wet at the same time. But the um, it, it felt like we were really under the cosh for 25 minutes. And having watched it back on their supporters' um, TV a guy stood on in the other end with it. Whilst they did have a lot of attacks, lots of balls into the box, I think there was only one save that Joe Day had to make, which was Shields to, to, towards the end of the half where he had to turn it around the post. Um, but everything else, he either came and claimed it or we could, we, we got it away. Um, the second half was, was slightly different, but in the first half, at half time, I was thinking... Oh, God, that was a bit uncomfortable for 25 minutes. Um, but it, watching it back, it didn't seem as uncomfortable as it felt at the time. One thing I would say about when these sort of 25-minute spells happen to us, especially when we're away from home, 
like it's kind of okay that the home team has possession. That's almost to be expected. We aren't going to go and just dominate 90 minutes of football every single week, as we've shown. But what I feel like is I was kind of listening by this point. I missed the first sort of 20 minutes or so. I missed the good stuff. Um, I was dialing in and listening in by this point. And I never felt massively worried. It was all talking about and Tom Bridge recycled it and it's with Wagstaff and it's with Shields and it's moved out and it's balls come in, but it's cleared away and balls go in and it's cleared away. And I'm like, I don't feel like whilst they may be in a good area of the pitch, never did I feel, and maybe Ian, you can, you can sort of chime in on what, what Ian Randall was saying, but I never felt like he was about to tell me that they'd scored. Does that make sense? No. Yeah, it does. And you asked at half time, Dave, didn't you? You said, What did it sound like on the radio? Yeah. And I said it sounded dull. Yeah. Because it did it, it was like that. It was just yeah, it didn't feel like we were under pressure. It was just Tunbridge moving the ball around really, rather than anything sort of anecky. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was just but it went very quiet. And obviously two 0 it was very mm. lively in the way and it went very quiet for the um sort of the last 20 minutes of that of that half so yeah um i felt a bit panicked but, uh, they had dangerous dangerous scoreline mm. i i was looking at the, the stats and again we take these with a massive pinch of salt because they're not the most reliable in the entirety of the game they had three shots they scored two and one was that header at the end so they don't actually register a proper shot what they register is we had boatloads of goal kicks yeah. loads of goal kicks so it just feels like the ball was being overrun or the ball was just the, the cross wasn't getting anywhere and going like that which I'm quite happy to let Joe Day take goal kicks all day long when you're two one up so yeah it was a strange feeling to listen to lost a Tunbridge and yet not a lot of danger strange very strange no it felt different in the ground I have to say it did feel I like bet it, it did <laughs> Ian, Ian Round were doing a cracking job of keeping us all calm at the other yeah, end of the yeah 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 yeah. maybe I should have listened to him rather than rather than watched it but, um, or sat next to him in that weird little stand but yeah. um, well you should have sat next to him he had nobody with him didn't yeah, he could have done with a mate he could have done with the co-coms yeah, that was I'd, your chance yeah I'd have been I'd have been singing the songs so uh, no probably wouldn't have get you don't <laughs> you, you don't want someone singing champions elect delay LA do they and the uh on the radio um so yeah so so first half, and then second half it stopped raining and uh, i say i i have not enough uh, knowledge about uh, artificial surfaces to uh, to really say whether the uh, the weather whether the weather makes a, a great deal of difference or not but it definitely seemed to um and but again they they came out they had a, they had um our winger i think it was pa- paris lock i think it was the number 11 uh, who definitely caused us problems in the first half and then Alex Whittle came off and Jay Falston came on now you you said afterwards that he was ill is that what Mark Cooper said he yeah Mark Cooper said Alex, Alex Whittle was ill and yeah was touch and go whether he was even going to play right. the first half and yeah couldn't couldn't see it through but yeah luckily we've got another left back exactly yeah and Jay Falston came on and there was some conversation on the on the terrace about whether it was um, I was gonna say that whether Falston was more the more of the a defensive defender as opposed to Whittle, who I think gets forward. He does he doesn't get forward that much, but he's, he's certainly capable of getting forward. 
um, and 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 Jay Falston's probably feels more like a, a defensive left back, but obviously that wasn't the reason why. But uh, I did notice it when they were warming up at half time. Uh, I don't know which coach it was, but was just uh, hammering balls into the turf to make it bounce, and then Jay Falston to get a sense of uh, how the uh, how the ball was bouncing on that particular on that, that surface, but. Yeah, he came on and it, it kind of carried on in a fairly similar way, uh, you know. Um, and I think, again, from watching the, the highlights, you got a much clearer sense of what um, Tom Bridge were doing. But in that first uh, 20 minutes or so, they, they had a few opportunities. But again, I, I don't think they had anything too gilt-edged. They, they were definitely on top of us, I thought, um, again, for the first 20 minutes. Uh, and then we we scored again, uh, another set piece. And how? Wh- when was that again? There, when we scored, when one all got the sixty fifth, sixty fifth. Yeah, that feels about right. Yeah, so twenty twenty minutes, and then and then we scored, and you kind of thought, right, that's it. We'll just um, we'll just see that one out. Although I I, I should go back and say another brilliant header mm. um, from from one all, not dissimilar to the first goal um which i imagine that their defense would be a bit disappointed with but that one yeah you're not taking that one away from him it was literally that was all him um and you said i think it was deb sent us um deb's curtis sent us in some videos didn't she from behind the goal and you saw he was uh yeah he just literally put his head through it head like a traction engine it's weird isn't it it's a great delivery but it almost mm. seems like it goes all the way over and then to be able to get that header then back across the other side of the goal as well through all those bodies yeah. um yeah it's, it's a it's, yeah. yeah it's a brilliant header and not one you know we i mean up until this season we've just been used to the ball getting looped up yeah. and the keepers coming to get it or it going straight out the other side for a throw in but yeah that, um you could see that the work that had been done this week paid off. Mark Cooper talked about Chris Todd doing it and Jake Wannell talked about them working on it as well and just mixing up the way the ball came in, mixing up where they were running in from, coming in from deeper as well and yeah paid off twice. That's a good ball from Dylan Morgan as well. Quite flat. Yeah. Flat. But I tell you what, I, I don't know who was Mark, I don't know if it's a different defender marking Wannell but he just sort of folds <laughs> In front of one or and I'm like, that's not going to help, mate. That's not going to help clear this ball. I don't know whether he's looking for a free kick that's never going to come, but one or just strong, powerful, wants it, head it back from where it came. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Um, and then immediately after that, Dylan Morgan gets taken off. <laughs> um, he's done his bit, I think, then. But um, and then Jordan Stevens comes on, uh, and within. I mean, he got booked, didn't he? I think not, not, not too long after that. But, um, uh, but he did. There was one moment quite, quite early on after he came where he just picked the ball up and just ran with it. Um, and you thought, yeah, that's the, you know, the directness and the and the pace that we we associate with um, Jordan Zeman. There was a slightly worrying moment as well because he, um, I think he he landed funny, and you could see for a little while that he was um, like holding his his arm and his shoulder like 
he he done something to himself, and then he went down in the in the middle of the pitch, and everyone was like, "Oh God, no, <laughs> no, he's just back, and he can't be a hamstring again." But then you quickly saw that they were they were treating his, his shoulder, and he went off and then came back on again. But um, so I'm you know hopeful that that isn't um anything too serious. But yeah, I I've I imagine I've never played on that kind of 3G pitch before, but I imagine if you land on it, it's fairly solid. No give. Yeah. Absolutely no give. No. Um, so, yeah. And then, again, um, credit to, to Tom Bridge. They, they didn't give up even at 3-1 uh, at down. And you mentioned it earlier, Ben. Nice finish from mm. um, Lyons Foster, wasn't it? Uh, just sort of like sneaks it round the uh, Stinks around the corner, but he just tied a little, tucked it in the in the in the side the near post there, didn't he? Like a sweep, like a cricket sweep. Mm. Sort of, yeah, swept it into that corner and gave us a nice nervy finish. Yeah, listening to it on the radio was pretty uncomfortable. Actually, I imagine it was uncomfortable being there, but it was like, yeah. and they're coming up again. And then Joe Day makes that brilliant yeah. save as well. Yeah, and we, need to, we need to talk about the save. Well, I was going to say when that lad um, who came on, and I'm I'm not sure what his name is to be honest with you. The lad Greenwich, was that his name? I think so. He, he was an absolute monster. <laughs> he was huge. <laughs> yeah, he I was like, refer- yeah, that's the yeah, guy you're referring. Yeah, Ian Randall said that he was yeah. a giant. He was, pretty much. He, come on. He was like Warren Patmore big. He was enormous. I mean, maybe not Warren Patmore's physique but um he was that kind of size he was um he was enormous so you just thought right that's there that's a tactic and it's gonna bang it to the big man um and well i can say they didn't but obviously the chart he was the one who had the header wasn't he that joe day saved but go on ben you've got something you want to say about joe day so i think it is not just match defining but given what else happened in the league yesterday and how other results went it might be a save that we look back on as being the save that gets us over the line. We might, I mean, we, we kind of all hope it'll be comfortable, but the top nine yesterday, everyone bar Maidstone won that played. The only team that didn't play was Hampton and Richmond because they were in the trophy. Um, everyone else won in the top nine, which is bonkers. Worthing scored six. Chelmsford won against the Seagull Botherers. Maidstone, it was the last minute, Hemel equaliser. St Albans scored six against Taunton. Bath won to get back into it. Braintree won. Slough came from behind three times to beat Torquay. That playoff hunt is pretty squished in there. And everyone, and if we'd have been talking about a three-all draw, this whole podcast would be very different. The questions would be massively different. Pressure on the home games now, isn't it? It's pressure on those two home games coming up. Can Are Worthing going to catch us? Things like that. Can anyone stop Worthing on this incredible run of form they've got? We, the whole conversation is different. The whole feeling is different. And it's a save that... It's a brilliant save. But because Greenwich almost doesn't get the entirety of the ball, it's perfectly feasible that Joe Day's expecting that to go into the corner and it isn't going into the corner. It's going quite close to him. But then that gives him a different problem. Does he get his whole body down to it or does he try and stick a leg out? He gets his entire body down to it, gets back up again for the rebound, all in fractions of a second. 
it's the type of save that you can only make if you've done that kind of repetitive training, instinctiveness on pitches, get up, do another one, get up, do another one, get up, fly a ball, get up, punch this one away for years on end. And so the assist on the save goes to the goalie coach, goes to Phil, Phil Osborne for working him in that manner so that he has the instinct to get down on it. It is genuinely an incredible save in the circumstances. They're on top. They have been on top since that second goal. In the context of the game, massive. In the context of what happened in the league on that day, massive. And potentially in the context of the running of the entire season, huge. Can I also say uh, Jake Wannell's tackle to block the guy who's coming in yeah. with the rebound is equally important. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure who's meant to be marking Greenwich, but when the ball comes in, it actually goes over Worthington's head, I think. There's nobody well, it, it goes over Worthington's head, which is a mismatch in itself. And the header, like I'm not going to repeat myself, but that is such a moment. And I hope it doesn't get overlooked in a game where we scored four goals. But yeah. on another day, that squeaks through his legs and goes in. And we the whole conversation for the last 24, 48 hours until we play next week is vastly different. Massive save. Someone give that. Sit him in a room with a contract and don't let him out until he signs it and gets it done. It, he is that. It's that big of a save. Give that man what he wants to keep him here for a, a long, long time. Yet. Uh, but I did, uh, and and you you couldn't really tell how good a save it was from from where we were. But you mm. you could tell that he'd made a save. But. Um, but that was it, and you could tell by the reaction of their supporters that it was close. Um, but I, I had, I would have been far more um, nervy if I'd have seen just how close it was, um, as I have done. But then they, they, they carried on, and you mm. see on the highlights, their keeper came up, and apparently he does that quite often. Um, comes up, and he, if he, if if he'd have connected with that, if he'd have been Greenwich been size. Him. Yeah, I reckon yeah. that would have been him. Um, he does get a touch on it, doesn't he? Does yeah, he just brushes the top of his head. Yeah, he's not far off it at all. Um, yeah, and apparently does does that. But they're again credit where it's due to them because they they kept at it. Mm. Um, and uh, and and it was due to the fact that they kept at it that um we were able to um to break away and uh, Worthy just nicks it off someone and then he's away, isn't he? And I think he's got Nublay one side and might be Stevens the other side or, or maybe Young. Um, but he, um, yeah, and, and that's a very cool finish as well mm. from him because there's a defender closing in and the keeper's there. Um, he could, and I think if he plays it left to Nublay, there's there's a defender in between, although you know, defender slightly behind him, but not a huge amount. So, yeah, he shows great um, assurity, and that was uh, that was very pleasing. And if you watch it on the Tunbridge highlights, you'll see that a number of Yeovil fans were by the uh, home dugout at that point as well. So some people had obviously started to make their way towards the exits, uh, mentioning no names. Uh, hi, Elliot. Um, but uh, yeah, they were they were they were around there, so it all got um, there was a, a little bit of liveliness, shall we say? But yes, I was very pleased to see that one going. And and like you say, um, four two feels a hell of a lot different from three two as well. Even though that 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 guy that that people will look at that four uh, two and think ah, comfortable, and I know you you, you mentioned it. Oh, Worthing scored six. 
they, they conceded four against, they conceded four, the yeah. league, against <clears throat> a team that's bottom of the league. So there's no there's no team in, in this division that you, is is having it easy. Um, I don't think. And yeah, at the end of the day, whoever plays Torquay's having it easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gary. Like just a word on the context of that of that moment as well from from Worthington. He doesn't take the easy option. He makes sure that the ball goes through the keeper and goes into the yeah. goal. The keeper blocks it. It's only going one way. That's back the other way towards yeah. the goal again, and their momentum continues. And you just never know. So, not just important to win the game, but important to see the game out because that kills them, doesn't it? They then go, well, that's it. That's properly done now. Um, a bit of a bit of badge punching and. Yeah, you could, tell, you could tell that they knew what that meant as well. That yeah. yeah, and that's what that's what good teams do. Yeah, that is what good teams do. They find a way to hold on for dear life at three two when you're under the cost. They find a way to get the killer blow. And when you look at the numbers, Tombridge did not get that killer blow. They didn't have that edge about them that we have we Jake Warner wanted those two headers just wanted them more Dylan Morgan wanted to get through four players and slide Jordan Young in and Matt Worthington wanted to really kill that game off and take the responsibility on himself to do it rather than just slide it sideways and hopefully someone else can figure it out and that's what good teams do it's not always pretty it's not always an absolute route sometimes you've got to soak it up especially away especially on a horrible pitch that you don't really want to be on especially off the back of a defeat that's it's it's that mentality that has seen us right. We've lost four games in the league this season, and every single time we've looked good after it. Yeah, and and the thing I noticed at the end, they all obviously came over and and applauded. And I think <laughs> they were probably a bit knackered and, and 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 wanted to get in. And then and then you see on the HP source, Mark Cooper comes over, and again he's very calm and he's you know gives the um yeah the the punches and all of that but then you don't see it on the hp source but he walks back towards the um uh towards the changing room and everyone's singing super Cooper. and he doesn't turn around but he just like punches the air like that and you think he knows yeah. what those kind of results mean and yeah. there's gonna have to be more of them don't get me wrong I'm, i am not saying i am not saying for the avoidance of doubt that anything is done and dusted <laughs> is he saying um, no i'm not saying he might I'm be not saying it but um, but there there will need to be more performances like that because we hear it every week about teams every raising their game every week. The um, he, stop throwing me off. Uh, hearing about how um teams raise their game and that is one hundred percent what Tom Bruce did. They raised their game considerably. Yeah, yeah, without question. We've got a score to settle next weekend as well, haven't we? Mm. The worst away team in the division. And it's the best home team in the division. Yeah, we do. If you could sort that out for me, and that would be lovely. Please, mate. I'll do my best, yeah. I still, I still no, haven't, haven't quite got over that one yeah. yet, I don't think. Now you finally won one for us. We can... Wow. About, about <laughs> time, Out on this end as well, yeah. I'm not biting on that. Should we take some questions? <laughs> Put it on the list. Yes. Uh, I just wanted list. to see if there's anything... anything uh, that Mark Cooper said after I think yeah he talked about not wanting to bring anyone in, um, talked about the injury or um, talked about the injury problems, but doesn't want to keep going to the chairman and asking for more money. Um, I think yeah, 
at not wanting to upset the group at the moment. They're a magnificent group, and I just want to keep them together and give the boys that we've got opportunities. Yeah. I think Steven's coming back and back, you know, back to fitness is going to be a big thing. Yeah. And he talked about, he did talk about sort of some of the, the tactics actually, and how, you know, we not really played with a big number nine all season and doesn't see us, doesn't see the need for it. Um, got lots of dribblers, which we saw with, you know, Morgan, um, young Stevens coming back. Sonny can carry it as well. Barca light. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Questions then. Questions. Uh, here's one from Andy Cleave. Is David warming those cockles to start singing? And now you're going to believe us. Certainly wasn't covering his mouth when Champions Elect was being sung from the terrace yesterday. Cleave has got the receipts. There you go. Well, I told him at the time, I told him on social media twice. There's a caveat there. <laughs> Give me a caveat, and I'm there. Love the caveat. So no, I said uh, in my conclusions. I think I said I said a few things in my conclusions. I made so five things. Um, yeah, <laughs> five things. Uh, I did mention the sunset at the end. There was, and I think gorgeous, wasn't team, it? Every team in London. If you look at any social media feed from a team in London, every London had that sunset, and every team um, posted something about it. It was very nice, possibly very nice, very picturesque. Um, but now I said, Chelmsford. In a, well, the next two games we've got we've got Haven and Western, haven't we? Uh, Saturday, mm-hmm. Tuesday, and then Chelmsford. Come out of that undefeated. And um, undefeated, what? just three points. Well, six points that'd be, wouldn't it? Not, not from three games, I wouldn't. No, I'll both say. And uh, and and then let, let, let's talk. Let's, let's talk. talk. Let's talk, Clevo. We'll talk after Chelmsford. Let's do business. <laughs> maybe you talk at Chelmsford. Chelmsford, maybe we will. Yeah, maybe we will. <laughs> uh, Clevo also wants to know your thoughts on Tunbridge as a club. Very welcoming, I thought, and nice little setup, making the best of what they've got. Some might say, with plenty of food and drink outlets around the ground. There was um, the town's quite a long way away from uh, the the ground, as I discussed earlier on. But um, yeah, they were they were all very friendly. We were got on the got on the bus back with them, and uh, there was a little bit of uh, joviality on the bus as well. So uh, and the Tombridge fans were having a laugh with us on there as well. Yeah. They, they they are the nicer part of Kent, I would say, compared to the the part, the part of Kent, fifteen miles up the road, where um, yeah, they're all choir boys up there anyway, aren't they? Who uh, who don't do don't don't do anything wrong. Wouldn't say boo to a goose at Maidstone, would no, they? No, no, they wouldn't. No, poor little poor little lambs, they are innocent little lambs. They should be called the angels. They're that angelic up there. That's what I've heard. <laughs> they, should. they should. They've got the they've got the wrong name. Ben Lloyd, what an unbelievable save from Joe Day yesterday. Had a clear view of it, even from the other end of the stadium. Incredible. What other incredible saves spring to mind when you think of past YTFC goalkeepers? And also, when do you realistically think we can secure the title? Can I just ask, is Ben also Spider-Man? Did he have good eyesight? Because if he he got a clear view of that, did Spider-Man have good eyesight? 
He was more he was more webs out the hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who had good eyesight? Which superhero has good eyesight? Batman? I don't know. Something, man. I mean, the elves in Lord of the Rings have yeah. good eyesight, don't okay. they? So is Ben He's Legolas. Also, is Ben also Legolas? Ben slash Orlando Bloom. Um called Ben. Yeah, I'm sure about Orlando Bloom's eyesight. I mean Legolas. <laughs> Legolas, Orlando Bloom played Legolas. Yeah, I know, but all, we don't know how good Orlando Bloom's eyesight oh, is. Oh, no, that's true. No, no we don't. don't. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, find anyway, what was the question? You've really thrown us off there, Dave. With... Uh, what's the best save you ever remember being made? Oh, yeah, other incredible saves. Yeah. Wheelie in the trophy final. Yeah, massive, that, isn't it? Um, I remember one right at the start of the promotion season 2013. Marek Stett goes full Superman. In fact, I think... Jimmer might have done a little graphic because he was there at the time, did a little graphic of Marek Steck with a Superman cape on, diving to his left, full stretch. That was sensational. I was going to say Tony Panic at Blackpool in the FA Cup. Yeah. Mm. Brett Ormerod, I think it might have been, uh, had a header that was basically just had to go in. Um, but he made a few that day, didn't he, Tony Panic? I remember, yeah. I can't remember the game that it was particularly, but. Um, there were there were some times where Arta Krisiak somehow managed to save some, make some unbelievable saves. Good shots. That was because he had a lot of shots, a lot of shots to deal with. <laughs> he did have a lot of shots. at the time. He couldn't stop them all, and he didn't. But every now and again, he he did pull out a save that you thought, "How on earth has he managed that?" Any one of the four million Stephen Henderson made at Sheffield Wednesday away for the two. Yes, all. yeah, Stephen Henderson, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Joe Day's made some great saves this season. He has. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Especially those first games when he came in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He's had it a bit quieter up until now, but I, that makes that save that makes that save even better. I forgot to mention it, but when you don't do anything, but you try and say concentrate, <laughs> he hasn't got he hasn't got keen enough about this save already. <laughs> if you don't do anything for for eighty eight minutes, and then suddenly you've got to do something as ridiculous as that, and you do it. He's not just been bored for eight, eight minutes, he's been bored for six weeks, the poor fella. So, <laughs> yeah, it was a great save. Yeah, amazing. I think you've confirmed that. I think you're on the record with that one now. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I, I just wanted, I just needed to sort of avoid any uh, confusion there. Big fan of the save. And when are we going to win the title, Dave? Oh, speak to me after Chelmsford. And I'll... Chelmsford that soon, that soon. That's soon. That Christ. Great. Jeez, three games away. Oof. I'm not biting mm-hmm. this. Maybe a little nibble. I've been trying to work out the math. I think we need seven more wins before we can start talking about it. So at a we're, minimum... We're winning every week. So. That's what the song says. So at a minimum, we're looking at Chippenham on the 12th of March. I don't think it's going to be Chippenham on the 12th of March, but I think that's the minimum point we have to get to before we can start figuring it out. As it stands, Worthing can get to 101 if they're perfect between now and the end of the season. If we're perfect between now and the end of the season, we can get to 114. So you can start sort of narrowing it down. If Worthing slip one up or if we keep going, we can sort of work out where we are and what our maximums are. 90 points in seven wins time. And I think we can start trying to figure it out. Mark Cooper doesn't like this, does he? No, he hates it. He switched off by now. Yeah, never, never. We're never going to play that Truro game anyway, are we? <laughs> they, they, they keep moving from one cabbage patch to another, don't they? Certainly not going to play it at Taunton. 
Uh, Watsy, uh, some special new chants from the unsegregated away end yesterday. Which was your favourite, Coatsy boy? Can we just give a little congratulations to Watsy, please, and to Jess? By the way, they are announced that they are expecting. So huge congratulations to Jess and to Elliot. Much love. Yeah. There is a uh, a song about where people are going to be drinking when they have a certain piece of silverware. And, um, yeah, everybody kept telling Watsy that um, it was going to be Mother Care. And then he kept saying, Mother Care doesn't exist anymore. It's mamas and papas now. <laughs> so he's done his homework. He has. He's done his research. But... Um, uh, my uh, favourite chant, and there were a few. I have to. I, I promised to give a shout out to the Pop World Greens. There are uh, a few. <laughs> there are a few. They got a flag. Huh? They got a flag. There is no flag. No, no. Well, they they do. There are various flags, but none of them say Pop World Green. Uh, but uh, they do seem to manage wherever they are um, watching the game to find a Pop World. Um, so yeah, the uh, I'm I'm gonna. There's a lot of our chants have come from Pop World, I think. So obviously, Super Cooper or Super Trooper is Abba, isn't it? Um, and there was one. There was one to the tune of a Shakira tune as well, which apparently came from Pop World. Um, Status quo. Status quo. Yeah. Did yeah. that come from Pop World? I I, I maybe Pop World <laughs> 2001 or something like that. So 2001. That that oh. reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think they go around the when, it, yeah. They they keep playing status quo, don't they? They've been oh, okay. playing for years. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Dave. What was I the question again? There, didn't I? <laughs> the the question Your is favourite song. Jam. It would have to be um, uh, who, who, who's finishing eleventh in a two horse race about uh, to the tune of uh, Terrell Terrell Forbes. Who put the ball in the gas's net? Terrell Terrell Forbes. So it was. Uh, Who's finishing eleventh in a two-horse race? <laughs> Who's finished eleventh in a two-horse race? Torquay FC, Torquay FC, Torquay FC. Who's coming eleventh in a two-horse race? Torquay FC. Couldn't That's beat United, him, but it, it worked. Yeah. That's very good. I like yeah. that. That is a good but, one. Uh, yeah, the earworm that's been in my um, in my head is the Shakira one, but I'm not singing that. Okay. Okay might hear it if you stick around after the after the end credits folks Same. Uh, whether this another one from clevo let me know clevo's questions we should call don't it don't tell me he wants to ask um, me ask me the same question again he's only asked me four times today um do we need cover up front with ollie thomas getting injured maybe brian tinian could lend us another one of their young protégés i thought you can say brian tinian then he scored a belter at Anfield, didn't he, for City all those years ago? Doesn't like to mention it, though. No, it's in there. No, we've got Fisher. Uh, if it's only a month, we'll have him back for... If it's a month, we'll have him back from sort of mid-March, so back end of the running for the final month, month and a half. We've got Fisher. If Poop completely hits the fan, go get Linton back. Um, But... No, I think we'll be fine for now. Now Stevens is back. He's the extra. He's the extra option. Yeah, Fisher's got a part to play still. Definitely. How was he when he came on, Dave? Fish. Um, hard running, typical. Um, him. Um, I think that's what you have to do: closing down the keeper and all of that. All of that jazz. We were um, we were a bit under the under the cost when he came on, so didn't really 
uh, have much of an opportunity to do to do anything. But yeah, I mean, he's going to score his, his header at Weymouth anyway, isn't he? So yeah, that's, that's probably what matters. Uh, Dan Johnson would like to know if we had to choose between having Murphy and Hyde or having Pierce from Worthing next season, which would you take? I think after what we said, we we spoke about uh, Murphy and Hyde, didn't we? Did we? I, I feel like we spoke yeah, about this did. in the last podcast and yeah. saying um, whether we expect them to be around next season. Uh, I, I mean, other than the fact that he scored a lot of goals, I, I couldn't tell you anything about Ollie Pierce other than the fact he scored a lot of goals. But I don't know how old he is, uh, what his, 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 his background is or, or anything like that. But I think... Dorking did that, did this, didn't they? When when they came up, and they signed Seager. I remember who scored a boatload of goals at Hungerford, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's right. And, and 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 brought him in. And I think if we see players in this division um, who can serve us, if and when we uh, make it to a higher level, then yeah, why not? I I don't think. Ollie Pierce is destined for the National League. I think he is EFL bound. I don't think we're we're in his if if he's going to go anywhere, if he's going to leave part-time football, he's going to leave Worthing, he's going to go into League One, League Two. Somebody somewhere will take a punt on a player like that. I, I would love it to be us because it's not just a one-time thing. 22, 23, he scored 25, 26 goals, something like that. He's already on 29. This is, it's not like this is a one-time thing. He's now doing it consistently. Yeah. But I just don't see us being... I don't see anybody in the National League, unless it's Chesterfield, who are going out of the National League. I just don't see anyone at that level being his... being his position, his target. Yeah. It says on the Worthing website that in February of last... Um, or February, yeah, February of last year... He reached 100 goals in 178 games, and he hadn't slowed down a great deal this yeah. season. So, um, yeah, he definitely. Yeah. He'll be 29 in August. Yeah. Yeah. So if he's going to make a big move, he's going to do it this year. But it ain't for us. I'm, I'm sorry, but it, it isn't for a team in the National League. A bit like the um, Jordan Thomas, isn't it? At, yeah. Uh, at Bath, who exactly uh, went straight into the league. I don't know. Has he played for Cheltenham? He was a Cheltenham, wasn't he? Mm. He yeah, he's gone there. Don't know whether he um, whether he's playing or not. Yeah, but, you know. it's, it's 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 exactly that situation of a Cheltenham will take a chance on him, an Exeter will take a chance on him and stick him up front with Sonny Cox. It'll be that kind of a thing. I just don't don't see him being someone that we can genuinely think about. Uh, Jonathan Adams asks: Has the curse been lifted? We managed to win a match on a plastic pitch that both Dave and myself were at. Probably, I think he's meant to put the best, probably the best plastic pitch I have seen, I must admit, and a very nervy last few minutes. Was there a curse? I like to think, think there was a curse. Was, I mean, there's quite, the there's quite, quite a number, I'm going to say, there's quite a number of uh, caveats in that, isn't it? It's a game that both <laughs> Jonathan and I... Uh, you and at. your bloody caveats. Jesus. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jonathan, <laughs> c- come and smack me around the back of the head and say hello, because um, I almost... Um, uh, I was going to go and find him in uh, in Weatherspoons because he said he was uh, he was First in the crap or... Were you going to smack him on the head? <laughs> no, I actually went and found him so that um, I could uh, smack him on the head. Hello to him. Oh, sorry. 
Oh. I'm, I'm trying to be friendly here, guys. You're talking about... It. I, I'm you just want people when... to smack you on the head make, when yeah, they say exactly. hello. Make, make yourself oh, known okay. to me. I want to say hello. But, um, yeah, because I don't know what anybody looks like because I'm yeah, ignorant. But uh, also, as I say, my, my phone went into the Tombridge Triangle um, for an hour before kickoff. So um, I, 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 got, I, got, I didn't get his message that said where he was. I had no means. I could have sent a carrier pigeon or something, but you might not have found him. They're at Hamel. Oh, they are, aren't they? Hamel, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, another one from John. Also, I'm thinking about contacting ITV as they could make a, a docudrama of Mr. Bloggs versus Maidstone United. Synopsis is Maidstone blame every other club and fans when the truth is they are the ones with the problem and totally inadequate setup. What do you think? Well, I don't think they're the only ones that are the problem. Um, and I noticed a couple of their fans had responded to a couple of things that some of our fans had put on to social media, saying, um, talking about people at the, the lemons, as they called them, at the, uh, at the back of the stand who only go to uh, games to cause aggro. Uh, and speaking to a couple of supporters at the, the Oval supporters at the game on Saturday, they were telling me that... Um, Maidstone, apparently one of the Maidstone stewards, when it was all kicking off, said to them, I'm not getting involved. Last time I did that, some one of our lot punched me in the face. So, um, you know, the choir boys that we've we've heard about from Maidstone obviously aren't quite the uh, choir boys that they've been made out to be. But let, let's, let's be completely honest. As I said at the time, we've got lemons as well. Uh, lemons, idiots, whatever you want to call them. Because anybody who throws a smoke bomb um, anywhere and the idea that it was hurled into the midst of these Maidstone fans is slightly um, untrue as well. But nevertheless, throwing any kind of pyrotechnic is a stupid thing to do. Throwing anything at another human being is a stupid thing to do. And there were quite clearly um, things being thrown from both sides. So there are idiots on both sides. I think the thing that wound me up, and they did absolutely 100% get a bite out of me here, Maidstone, is that they've said, uh, we will look at not uh, giving Yeovil Town any ticket allocation um, because they've got a, a history of causing trouble. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see them evidence that with um, anything, basically, because... Wasn't it? It was clubs... The the, the whole statement I mean, it was like, and clubs like Yeovil. Yeah, exactly. Like, they could have left out the clubs like Yeovil yeah. and not, there was no need for it, but exactly. for some reason... As I said yeah. in my conclusions, the week before we played Stevenage, unsegregated, no problem. Stevenage? After, not Stevenage, St. Albans, sorry. That would be something, wouldn't it? Dave's, Dave's well ahead. We've got, how many promotions well, are you on, Dave? Yeah, I'm double promoted. Um, but, <laughs> uh, and then Tombridge, no, yeah, they, they had, a, they had a, a vocal and lively minority of their support. No problem at all. And yet, the, the setup that Jonathan talks about is to segregate fans but basically put a tarpaulin between them so you are basically head to head with them and it's happened before at Maidstone you you only have to look online to see that there is an element of their support there so I'm not saying for a second that it wasn't uh, coming from both sides because it absolutely was but Maidstone United are saying it only came from one side and that's deluded in my opinion also, I'm not sure they can, within the rules, offer no away support. I'm not sure that's a, a, a thing that's allowed. So shut your faces. Add that to the deluded list, I think. 
tell you what you can throw at people shade and that's what Dave Coates has just done <laughs> yeah I'm sure Maidstone United will be listening <laughs> yeah. uh, last one on Twitter uh, Mark Cooper said we don't need to bring anybody in as it may upset the group even though we have been signing players throughout the season do you think we still need cover especially up top I don't think we need cover and I think the point about signing players I think it's more around getting the right players at the right mm. time Look, we signed Ollie Thomas because he was already part of the group at the start of the season. Mark Cooper and the you know the team knew what he was about. Um, I think when you look at the other players that we've brought in from Taunton, who are all known, you know Jake Wannell knows them. Like there's those relationships already. You're kind of coming in, and if your mates already there, saying these two are, are great and will really fit in with this group, you've kind of got that. <clears throat> that as well and the same with Sam Pearson you know there are p other players from Bristol City about that have been there and obviously Pearson was here last season too so we're signing the players we have signed there are going to say it there are caveats to the reason that we've signed them um, in that there's yeah there's already that existing relationship with other players in the group and stuff so Think as well getting the right one. You're not going to go and sign another Murphy or a high to type striker who's fit, ready to go. Like that's what we were trying to do last season. And we could have got Frank Nublay, but we didn't. And now we have him. Um, yeah, I think it's just, it, it's signing a player that's actually going to make a difference and not disrupt things too much. I mean, we thought Thomas would come in and be able to hit the ground running, but obviously it's all gone a bit up the creek and i think i think we'll use our depth now if we've got a bit of depth that is with the fact that will Dawes hasn't really kicked a ball of late he can come in jordan stevens is coming back he'll play, have more of a part to play up in that attacking area of the pitch if we need to use Folsom in those areas we've got we've got people that can do those jobs and if it's um if it's just an extra body for an extra body's sake i'd rather just use fisher on the bench i'd rather just have those players around that we know we can rely on. If a couple more start dropping and we start being able to, we stop being able to fit our bench. Yeah. Then we can start to look, then we can start to figure out who's coming back and when, but, but right now for the next two games, I think we're okay. Whilst you were answering that question eloquently, I noticed that Maidstone United have reposted uh, this morning, the, the statement, just in case anybody missed it. Um, and a Tombridge Angel fan, David Joy, you know, there, there's a man who, who brings happiness into the world, said, no problem at all at Tombridge Angels, Longbridge, uh, Longmead Stadium versus Yeovertown, no segregation, the Oval fans are very friendly buns, you need to look closer to home, a very embarrassing statement. Now, I imagine there's probably a little bit of a needle between Tombridge and Maidstone, but um, there you go. Like a man who's literally in his name is to spread joy amongst people says that then there you go you know what i take coats amongst people yeah just handing out gilets um do you know what i take from that is that whilst i was answering that question very eloquently dave wasn't listening no i wasn't listening <laughs> just but doesn't what, listen. what he said was was perfectly yeah how do you know outrageous it's outrageous yeah. because you said it, this then. is a conversation if you said it, then it would have been excellent yeah <laughs> Do you want a gillette? I'll give you a gillette, shall I? Best a man can get. Simon Gillette. 
Yeah, Simon Gillette. I'll give you Simon Gillette. Next question. Uh, okay. Over on the Facebook, there's quite a lot tonight. Um, Lee Riggs, with HMS Pistol League sinking for Torquay, with them being closer to the bottom than Yeovil, what's your favourite ship? I've enjoyed music on the Thecla in Bristol, and that was pretty amazing. There's a lovely bar. There's a lovely bar in Leeds called the Dry Dock. It's a boat. I'll tell you what my favourite ship is. Friendship. <laughs> Sorry, it's been sick in my own oh. mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know if I, I don't know if I have a favourite ship. <laughs> no, I don't. But Gary Johnson's in the mud. Okay. Uh, Nick Hayward, I would like to ask about the latest rubbish spouted by Global 247. No, no, stating... don't. no, 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 <laughs> no, no. You're not asking about it. Sorry, Nick. Doesn't exist. Doesn't happen. Doesn't move on. No. No. You started. That's your answer, Nick. Go on. You started. <laughs> they wanted me to finish that question. Sorry, you got I, I just want to know what you got a are. monologue. <laughs> I ain't got a monologue. I haven't got a monologue. Um... um I mean, the answer question, is, the question, question is, really. why is he trying to derail everything? Because he's a man who's got a vendetta against... Well, no. no, he's a man who wants to be noticed. He wants people to go, oh, Global 247. Yeah. Wants to be yeah. noticed. That's what he wants. So don't notice him. There you go. Ben's got his eyes um, closed now. This is not a question. But happy okay. to see that Mr. Coates is now a believer. This is from Kevin Ash. On the podcast interviews, have you ever considered interviewing the likes of Terry Cotton and John Clancy for the older generation? Stand by your beds. We did have one of those two people lined up. Stand by your beds. Stand That's by bit... your beds. Yeah, that, that means get prepared. Be ready. For what? Okay. To go to sleep. For, for, for a podcast with one of those people that's just been mentioned. Okay. Not, the, not the next Glover's Pass, obviously. Because the next Glover's Past is... Okay. Next question, please. Uh, See, Tim Hubble is Ollie... <laughs> <laughs> Ollie Pierce the non-league Harland. And should you ever try to sign him? We've done this one, Tim. He's going other places. Um, Lewis Dunn. Bring back Benjani, Haste, Bateson from loan now and experience a winning formula mentality for next season. Could even be an option on the bench. Let's win the league first, I please. Watch. Let's win the league. Uh, Charlie Bateson got a couple of goals this weekend. Look, I'm, I'm not against it once it's all wrapped up and done and dusted. Um, and I feel like if a defender were to drop, we probably have Haste back in amongst the group pretty soon. Um, Benjani hasn't been playing a lot of football, if truth be told. He just hasn't, um, which is gutting. Bateson scoring goals. Um, Linton might be the other option, but Truth be told, that's that. I mean, they're there every day training anyway, so they're not like they're like they're known to the group. They're known to the rest of it. The winning mentality of the group as a whole, they're there for everything other than match days. So that element is not quite there. Um, when we win the league, yeah, cracking. Let's 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 give these lads a chance to see what they can do at this level. Any thoughts, Dave? Or did did you listen to that one? I listened to it, and the end of it made me not want to um, add any further fuel to the fire. <laughs> okay. Last one here from Ryan Croucher. What's more impressive, Wannell's teeth, scoring a nutmeg from 40 yards, or the distance between the two horses in the race? 
All of those things are impressive. Yeah, they are. He's got they are all impressive. 40 yards. <laughs> Matt Worthington. Where are they? All right, he ran 40 yards. Okay. <laughs> no, the ball, the ball no, moved the 40 keep, yards. He, he kicked it for his legs from quite far out, didn't he? The keeper comes out and he nutmegs him, but the ball's got a long way to go to get in the goal. Okay. Was it 40 yards? I don't know. I didn't 30, have my 35, thing. 35, Ian Randall said. We'll round up. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, think they're I do all think the distance. Yeah, I do think. I think if you told me at the start of the season that we would be as far ahead of Torquay um, as we are, I wouldn't have believed you. I mean, I think plenty of us thought Torquay were going to be top of the league. And yeah, Torquay FC, Torquay FC, twenty-four Here's points. Come eleventh in a two-horse race, Torquay FC. Sorry, yeah. twenty-four points between us and Torquay. They've got Taunton next away. Oh, that's right. That one. That that's that's not gonna happen. That's abandoned. Please mind the gap. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's standing by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Na 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 na, hey, Morgan Williams, hey, Gary Johnson's in the mud, the greens are going up. Na 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 na, hey, Morgan Williams, hey, Gary Johnson's in the mud, the greens are going up.